Well, good morning, everyone. Today is an important milestone to ensure that Alberta communities continue moving forward. Alberta's United Conservative government is relentlessly focused on creating the opportunities of tomorrow for all Albertans. But to do that, we must ensure Alberta promotes multiculturalism and addresses racism head on. Our government is committed to continue building a welcoming, diverse and inclusive society and where all Albertans have the same chance to pursue the opportunities that they want to secure a better future for themselves and for their families. All Albertans benefit from the cultural traditions, histories, and perspectives of the people who love this province and call it home. We know that diverse multiculturalism, multicultural communities are an integral part of Alberta's economic growth and a rich and vibrant society. And we want to ensure everyone feels welcome, feels appreciated, feels respected, and feels valued. To assist with this work, we need to engage Albertans to get their input on how to foster a more multicultural society, free from the scourge of racism, and to continue building awareness, understanding, and relationships. And that's why today I'm pleased to announce the creation of the Premier's Council on Multiculturalism, a bold step towards promoting multiculturalism, inclusivity, and diversity, and to fighting racism head-on. We understand each community has unique concerns and priorities, and we are committed to working with them to address their specific needs. We want to ensure all their voices are heard and their communities feel represented. So I'd like to in introduce the council members who are in attendance today. We have Samita Anand, Philomena Akeke Ahajeriko, Ali Altayeb, Ali Raka, Alphonse Ahola, Buta Ray Hill, Charles Yang, Charlie Wu, Dahlia Mustafa, Ebenezer Asare, Eric Estrada, we have Hussein Warsame, Reka Gadia, Sharisa Shellis, Sanjong Chun, Tariq Khan, Thomas Chuk, Wale Balogan, I understand we also have Virginia Sumalinog here, and I think we may have Basir Saleh as well. Uh, Gurbachan Singh is all that we were joined on the council by those who couldn't be with us today. Uh, Gurbachan Singh Paul, Ahali Ma, Jackie Halpern, Jibril Ibrahim, Justin Jimmy, Payman Ismaili, uh, Rick Walters, Rolando Inzunza, Thomas Epen, and Shalisa Kluge. This diverse group of Albertans come from a variety of backgrounds, including the indigenous community, the Latino community, the black community, uh, including people from Africa, the Caribbean, and other parts of the world, the Punjabi community, the Hindu community, the Muslim community, the Jewish community, the European community, the Chinese and other East Asian communities, the Filipino and other Southeast Asian communities, and the South Asian community. The Premier's Council on Multiculturalism will advise me on ways to best engage with Albertans to promote multiculturalism and social inclusion. We will continue the government's work in building welcoming communities that support, inspire, and promote cultural diversity, social inclusion, and educational exchanges. And it will build awareness and understanding and forge new and stronger relationships. The establishment of this specialized council is the best way to ensure that we can tackle issues head-on through dialogue and achieve meaningful progress. 
And I expect the advice from the Premier's Council on Multiculturalism to help our government fulfill our commitment to build a province where everyone feels they belong and where a person's culture, language, and religion is valued and respected. And I look forward to working with this council to build welcoming and diverse communities that ensure people from diverse ethnocultural backgrounds want to live in Alberta, feel appreciated and valued, and can fully contribute to society and our economic growth. This council will supplement the work of the Alberta Anti-Racism Advisory Council. In 2022, the government of Alberta received a report from the Anti-Racism Advisory Council. It was titled Strengthening Our Diversity. This report contains a series of recommendations and action items that inform the creation of Alberta's Anti-Racism Action Plan. The report noted the increase in hate crimes towards Albertans due to their race and ethnicity, including physical attacks and vandalism on places of worship. These crimes cannot be tolerated, and our United Conservative government has taken action to protect vulnerable groups from hate and harm, and I'm committed to ensuring that we take the right action. Over the past few years, the Alberta government has done a few things. We've passed legislation to ban the practice of carding by police officers and implemented diversity training for law enforcement. We established the Alberta Hate Crime Coordination Unit and the Community Liaison on Hate Crime. We have continued to support organizations at risk of being targeted by hate crimes by enabling them to upgrade their facility security with funds from the Alberta Security Infrastructure Grant Program. We've established anti-racism and ethnocultural grants. And we have ethnocultural grants for, for trades, skills, and job training. I'm pleased with the progress that we've made to date, but we need to do more, and I'm committed to ensuring that we do it right. That's why today I'm directing ministers in the relevant ministries to complete the outstanding action items in the 2022 Anti-Racism Action Plan by the end of the 2023-2024 fiscal year. And I'm committing today that they will be provided with the full funding to do so and deliver real results in promoting multiculturalism and diversity and fighting racism across our province. Critically, this includes commitments to introduce anti-racism legislation to address disaggregated race-based data collection to combat workplace and job-related discrimination, continue work with the federal government to improve hate hate crime legislation, and establish mentorship programs for internationally trained professionals. I would also like to recognize the members of the Alberta Anti-Racism Advisory Council who are here with us today. We have Mohamed Awada, who is the co-chair, Norman Poon, and Dr. Khalil Bati. Our United Conservative government, under my leadership, will always denounce and contemn racism in whatever form it takes, and we will be inclusive of all Albertans. And I'm committed to taking meaningful actions to address concerns to ensure every Albertan feels welcome, appreciated, respected, and valued. The establishment of the Premier's Council on Multiculturalism is a significant step towards achieving this goal. It is a large part of our plan to move Alberta forward and build a stronger society, a society where everyone has the opportunity to build careers, grow businesses, raise families, and ensure the future is brighter for the next generation. Thank you. I I would also just like to commend our Deputy Premier, 
um, Casey Madhu, as well as our Minister of Trade, Immigration and Multiculturalism, Rajan Sani, for the incredible work that they have done over the last a number of months in assembling this committee. I think that they have uh, have done a tremendous job of making sure that we've reached out and represented the uh, large number of our diverse cultural communities. So with that, I believe it's uh, now on to Minister Madhu. Oh, now Minister Sani. Thank you, Premier, and thank you to everybody who has joined us here today for this momentous announcement. I'm delighted to be here today to share more details about an important initiative coming from my ministry, the Premier's Council on Multiculturalism. Alberta's diversity is one of its greatest strengths, and one of the many features that make our province such a great place to work, to live, and to raise a family. Alberta is home to people from all over the world who have long contributed to Alberta's economic growth and whose cultures and traditions make our communities more vibrant. As we continue to welcome people from different backgrounds, we must ensure all Albertans feel that they belong and have opportunities to understand and celebrate the cultural diversity that makes Alberta strong. This is why Alberta's United Conservative Government has created the Premier's Council on Multiculturalism. This council will help advance the Alberta government's ongoing work in building welcoming and diverse communities. The council will advise on ways to support, inspire, and foster cultural diversity and social inclusion. The council will support these efforts with concrete tools recommendations and actions with the ultimate goal of ensuring multiculturalism remains a pillar of Alberta society. As Minister responsible for multiculturalism, I have been laser-focused on ensuring this government moves in a direction that respects and uplifts all cultures and all religions. And I am proud to report that my fellow ministers, caucus colleagues, and Premier have been a tremendous help and support in ensuring that Alberta is a beacon of multiculturalism in Canada and the world. Joining me here today are many of the 30 members tasked with leading the work of the Premier's Council on Multiculturalism over the next several years and more. Council members are community leaders who are committed to working with individuals and organizations to better understand the needs and concerns of Alberta's diverse communities. They represent Alberta's diversity while their professional experience in business, the public and nonprofit sectors, and post-secondary education gives them invaluable insight and knowledge. Their recommendations will help inform next steps as the government builds on existing initiatives that are aimed at promoting multiculturalism in our province. Joining me on stage today are two co-chairs of the Premier's Council on Multiculturalism, Dr. Philomena Okeke and Mrs. Sumita Anand. I look forward, I very much look forward to their outstanding leadership in the multiculturalism portfolio. Alberta has always respected and upheld the values of multiculturalism, and as I've stated before, multiculturalism is what makes our communities strong and vibrant. In fact, just look at this beautiful space that we're in today at the Chinese Cultural Centre in downtown Calgary. Places like these are a testament to Alberta's rich and diverse background. 
And before I conclude, I would like to thank the Premier and Minister Madhu, Deputy Premier Madhu, for being champions of anti-racism and multiculturalism. Your support and leadership within these portfolios have been paramount to this government's success at tackling racism and promoting multiculturalism. We've made great progress towards a more inclusive, multicultural province, but there is still much more work to be done. And this United Conservative government is ready to continue the work to ensure this province remains a mosaic of cultures that foster respect and understanding. I would now like to invite Deputy Premier Madhu to the stage to deliver some remarks. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Minister Sani, and thank you to Premier Smith for your remarks. I am Casey Maddo, the MLA for Edmonton Southwest, and the Minister of Skilled Trading and Professions. Before I begin, I would like to thank and congratulate both Minister Sonny and Premier Smith on their work to ensure Alberta remains a safe and inclusive place for everyone. No matter their background, uh, both of you have been champions of anti-racism and multiculturalism, and I wanted to make sure your efforts did not go unrecognized. In my previous role as Minister of Labor and Immigration, I had the responsibility and honor of overseeing the Alberta Anti-Racism Advisory Council. Uh, this council provides feedback to Alberta's government that would aid in directing government actions in a way that would ensure people of all marginalized communities felt heard, respected, and safe within our province. These recommendations spanned multiple areas and sectors and were aimed at ensuring everyone in Alberta received equal treatment and free from hate and discrimination. And now, a few years later, I am very pleased to see that steps outlined in the Anti-Racism Action Plan are moving forward with great speed and efficiency. As stated by Minister Sonny and Premier Smith, diversity is Alberta's strength. And Alberta's United Conservative Government will do everything in our power to ensure and continue uh, to build communities that welcome and respect everyone. This is important because everywhere you go in this province, from Calgary to Edmonton to Brooks Medicine Hat to Lethbridge, to Laclabish, to Fort McMurray, Fort Saskatchewan, St. Albert, St. Paul, and in towns and villages, rural and urban, you see the positive impact of new Albertans in communities, and in its local economy. So with the establishment of the Premier's Council on Multiculturalism, our province has gained another tool to ensure we continue to build communities that welcome everyone, no matter their religion, culture, or background. I want to make one thing clear on behalf of Alberta's government. We denounce any form of racism, prejudice, or hate. No questions asked. Alberta is a stronger province with diversity, and we will continue to take actions to ensure all Albertans feel safe and welcome within our province. 
And we will not rest until we achieve this goal because it is vitally important for the future prosperity of our great province. While we have made great strides to make Alberta a more welcoming place, there is no question there is still work to be done. I want to thank all the members of the Alberta Anti-Racism Advisory Council. Your hard work and expertise has been able to create a document with recommendations that will help guide our government in a direction that respects the lived experiences of marginalized people and helps ensure government policies informed by marginalized voices that are far too often overlooked. I look forward to working with Minister Sonny and the two councils co-chair to find ways we can continue to make marginalized people feel welcome in our province. With that being said, I would like to invite one of the new co-chairs of the Premier's Council on Multiculturalism to the stage to share a few remarks. Samita Anand, would you please come to the podium to share your thoughts? Thank you so much. Thank you, respected Premier Smith. Thank you, Minister Shawnee, for making this multicultural council happen. Many past premiers have been wanting to do it, but it is this premier who actually made it happen. Let's give it up for her. We come from our countries of origin, And whether we are first or second generation or many generations here, always inside our deep hearts, we carry our cultures with us. I know I came to this province many, many years back with $10,000 in my pocket, two young children, and lots of culture and heritage stored deep inside me. And that culture was always embedded as I evolved in the Canadian ways, Canadian values, and embraced them and assimilated myself to become an Indo-Canadian. We Canadians always hold tight our cultures, and that's why this is a big milestone towards our togetherness, towards our unity, and towards the strength we bring to Alberta. A few personal stories I'd like to share here. During my first few years, when I was looking for a job because we had to feed our young family, I went for many interviews. And every time in some form or the other, they would ask me, you're from India, but how do you not have an accent in English? Up to the fifth interview, I took it, but I didn't know how else to react. At the sixth interview, I sat the lady down. Of course, I didn't get the job, but I did tell her, Madam, I don't know if you're aware, but India was ruled by colonialism for over 200 years. And when they left, they left English medium schools. I was privileged to be able to study in one of those schools, and hence, I am able to speak English. It got me thinking it really got me thinking that what is it that, that we lack in the society? And the next day morning I woke up and I said, you know, 
I think it's awareness. They embrace us. They welcome us. We are a part of them. We are a part of they. But we need to educate one another about our cultures, our myths, and our traditions. I'm sorry, I'm not such a good speaker as the premier and the others, so I have to refer to my notes. <laughs> and then, of course, life went on, and we started evolving, and we started flourishing. But every opportunity I would get, I'd not miss it to get into my ethnic cultural dress or to celebrate my customs, and as you can see today, even today. Um, I yet have another story, and I'm sorry if I'm taking up a little bit of an extra time here, but I'm, I'm just so humbled to be given this opportunity. Um, my husband got the first job, and we were in a small basement with a one, one-bedroom apartment and a small living area. I think it was about 400 square feet. And I invited some people over from his work. And uh, they came in and they said, oh, it must be quite a cultural change to come all the way from India and learn how to use microwaves and then get into all this uh, real world, you know. I didn't know how to react again. And, but I did make sure in my own polite way to say, I think India does technologically contribute a lot to the world. This is just me. This is just my little story from India. With all our board members, they come from different countries of origin. I'm sure they have all their stories. And we'd like to get those stories over to policy to see how we can help create things that are make us one so that we understand one another. I'm sorry, it's my notes again. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our Alberta advantage. We love being in this province. We are all here to assimilate, get rid of our myths, be a part of this society, and contribute positively. Once again, I'm really honored to be able to take on this responsibility. I congratulate the Premier, Minister Shawnee, Deputy, entire caucus, and the staff of Minister Shawnee for making this happen. Thank you very much. I stand on sacred land and I show appreciation for Canada's indigenous people whose hospitality make this day even conceivable. Hello everyone. I'd like to commend the government of Alberta for another bold step towards making this province a welcoming and vibrant community where all Albertans, regardless of social origin and other markers of identity, 
can thrive. The Premier's Council on Multiculturalism is a timely and proactive response to where emerging trends are taking us. I'm sure other governments saw these emerging trends, but I just want us to once more give a round of applause to a government who is following the trends. By 2041, visible minorities in Canada would make up up to 43% of the total Canadian population. In 2021, three racialized groups represented over 16% of Canada's total population, South Asians, Chinese, and black people. Alberta now has the fastest and third largest population of Canadian blacks following Ontario and Quebec. Edmonton and Calgary stand out as two of the three fastest growing Canadian cities who have topped or surpassed the one million mark. Alberta ranks high in terms of the diversity of peoples within and outside Canada that it attracts and who call it home. Diversity is our strength. We can mobilize this strength to build a robust economy and an enviable multicultural heritage. Anti-racism goes against the grain and constrains this vision. For this, I want to once again thank, especially Premier Daniel Smith. I want to thank the Deputy Premier, Casey Madu, and I want to thank the person whose portfolio spearheads this action, Minister Rajan Soni. As a scholar of social inequities, of multiculturalism and international migration, as an immigrant of African descent, a female elder in my communities, and the vice chair of Alberta's largest black-led organization, the Africa Center, I take this call to action very seriously. And I look forward to working with the co-chair and members of this council. I want us, members of this council, let us support the government of Alberta as it takes the necessary, deliberate, and intentional steps to build a safe, vibrant, and welcoming Alberta for us all. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. That concludes the formal portion of our announcement. We will take a few questions from the floor, and then I'll head to the phone lines. Just a, re a reminder that to state your name, your outlet, and journalists have the opportunity to ask one question today. And as always, and out of respect for everybody here today, I'll go to on-topic questions first. Please head to the mic if you have a question. Not one on-topic question? Hmm. Yeah, please get to the mic. Name and outlet, please. Thank you, Premier. Uh, Sam Namora from Alberta in Arabic. Hi, Sam. Thanks for all the members. Congratulations to all of us on this council. Uh, we live in Alberta, and Alberta is a land of opportunity, but also a land of two different uh, cultures might be collided here. What's your plan to let get this council to succeed in Alberta 
at the same time giving the people who ask for freedom of speech to be protected. Same person could be talking to the most Islamophobic person in the, in, the, in the city, but also could be also talking about this council. So can you explain to me, like, how can we bring the two together? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question, Sam. I, I have to say I do and we must denounce all forms of intolerance and hatred, regardless of who's saying it. I, I think that when we approach issues with a, a matter or with an attitude of civility, and trying to find common ground. That's what, how I've always approached issues. And it seems to me that, that that allows us to find the areas in which we all agree. So um, that, that would be the approach that, that I would take, is that we've never had a society where saying hateful things and, and creating um, an attitude of, of targeting of any uh, minority group is acceptable. In fact, it, it can, under the criminal code, go over the, the line into, into hate speech. And so we... I, I think that this council is going to, to help provide all of us some guidance um, on how we, we find those areas of understanding. And I hope that we'll continue to do that. Next Hi. question. Hi, Colette. Colette Doors, Canadian Press. Um, not completely unrelated. Uh, just trying to get more specific, I guess. In your call to Arthur Perlowski, you said that you've been watching his public advocacy for many years so that it was nice to connect with him, which suggests you were okay with at least some of his viewpoints. However, on your radio show, you said that you disagree with his quote, with his very extreme views. I think you would agree Albertans deserve to understand what values a premier is using to make decisions. So which of Pulaski's views do you agree with and which ones do you disagree with? I think standing here today shows that I support the incredible diversity and multicultural nature of our province. And I denounce all forms of intolerance and hate, regardless of who's saying it. And I, I hope that we approach... Yeah, these issues with each other is a matter of trying to find some some common ground, and that's what we're here for, here to do today is to to nurture understanding. Okay, next question, please. Hi, I'm Shub Karman from Red FM. Uh, so, hate crimes are on the rise, yeah. and racism is not fully under control. How does government plan to strengthen the anti-racism movement? Well, one of the things, I mean, our Deputy Premier, Casey Madu has done incredible work, I think, as the uh, uh, leading up and working with the Anti-Racism Committee. And when you look at some of the things that we had already done, I mentioned a few of them earlier. I think important, it was to, uh, it, it was important to pass legislation banning the practice of carding by police. We knew that that was targeting particular communities, uh, establishing the Alberta Hate Crime Coordination Unis, uh, Unit and the community liaison on hate crime so that we can have a point of contact so people can report these crimes. Uh, we've also continued to support organizations at risk of being targeted by hate crimes by helping to install security systems that assists in making sure that vandalism doesn't occur or if it does occur at um, at these cultural spaces that we're able to find the perpetrators. Um, we've got a number of different uh, cultural grants that we've provided supporting different cultural communities. There's obviously much more we can do, and I'm looking forward to meeting with this very diverse committee that we've put together to get their advice on ways that we can uh, improve the uh, cultural understanding but also tackle, tackle the, the, the serious problem of, of racism and hate crimes. All right, I'll take Thank one you. more question, then I'm heading to the phones. Good afternoon, Premier Kelly Kreiderman, Globe and Mail. Um, looking forward to the election campaign. A lot of people are wondering what role Take Back Alberta might have in policy development, given the roles that TBA has on boards and also within constitu constituency associations. 
Well, I would say what makes our party unique is that we are a one-member, one-vote party that anyone can come to our events, participate in our nomination contests, participate in leadership contests, participate in discussions around policy, one member, one vote. I mean, I guess I would um, say that's quite unlike the Alberta NDP, and I'm still not entirely sure where Rachel Notley gets her marching orders from, if it's the, the junior partner bossing her around because of his coalition with Justin Trudeau because the parties are integrated, or I would note that they're organizational structure actually embeds union bosses in their organizational structure to make decisions and to choose their leadership. So I would say that I'm very comfortable that our one-member, one-vote process ensures that no one voice has undue influence. I don't think the NDP can say the same. All right, operator, let's go to the first caller, please. Dave Kaiser, Global News. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my question. Sorry, just before I get to my question, I wanted a clarification from the Premier uh, on something uh, just regarding the Alberta Energy uh, Future Panel that you put in place in February. I believe that report is slated to come out in June. Could you clarify if that is still when the report comes out and the scope of the work associated? Uh, My understanding is the Liability Management Incentive Program will be part of that report. And if you could just come back to me so I can... uh, ask my question after that clarification please sure sure thanks Dave actually I met with them this morning what um, the chair of the of the or of the uh, advisory group and the advisory group members have done is that every week they've put together a panel of decision makers in different parts of the of the energy sector including alternative energy electricity our oil sands um, uh, LNG uh, uh, and also uh, those who are experts in decarbonization and so they have met every week we've got one more session that we have, I believe, next week, and then the the panel will go a- away and write their report. So I don't want to prejudge what the what the outcome of that would be, but they're going to be giving me a broad range of policy on everything from emissions reduction through to development of oil sands, development of alternative types of projects, whether it's hydrogen, carbon capture utilization and storage, geothermal, critical minerals, as well as uh, making sure that we've got a, a stable and affordable power grid. So we, it's been a very very broad-ranging discussion that we have had. And so I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how the, the culmination of their work when they finish the report. All right, operator, let's go to the next caller, please. Audrey Nouveau, Radio Canada. Hi, it's uh, Audrey Nouveau, Radio Canada. Uh, just before asking my questions, I just want to say that we've had a question and a follow-up for years, and I don't understand why we don't have a follow-up this time. Audrey, well, it's, a, it's an election. Right that, that's why we're sort of getting into election mode, and so we've lots of it people who want to answer questions. It doesn't change anything. Well, lots of people want to answer questions, so we want to make sure anything. we get to everybody. Thanks, Audrey. Go ahead and your, ask your question. be happy to answer it. Well, my first question is how many uh, recommendations in this report have been implemented and how many still have to be? And my second question that I wanted to ask you is the Federal Minister of Natural Resources, Jonathan Wilkinson, was in Alberta this week to talk about the new federal tax credits for hydrogen, CCUS, and clean electricity grids. And he said uh, that all those measures will create sustainable jobs in Alberta outside of oil and gas. Do you agree that this federal plan is going to help Alberta's economy like he does? Okay, uh, thank you so much. I think there are two parts to your question. I will address the question around um, how many of the recommendations from the Alberta Regime Action 
uh, report has been implemented. I can tell you that the vast majority of that, that report recommendations have been implemented. I began that work as Attorney General. Um, um, we passed, the, as the Premier said, um, the, the, the bill to ban uh, carbon. We have since uh, put in place a, a new police act that reformed uh, policing in our province. Uh, we've established within the Department of Justice the Alberta Head Crime Coordination Unit. We've since appointed the Head Crime Liaison on Head Crime. And so that work is advanced. The, 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 the majority of the report recommendations have been implemented, and the, the, the council that we've just put together today would help us and on, upon the premier direction ensure that the remainder of the report recommendations are completed in the physical year 23-24. On the question of our um, our work with the federal government, we, we have been very clear that we are going to reduce emissions in Alberta, the Alberta way. And I think that there are some areas that we can collaborate with the federal government. We are looking, of course, at carbon capture utilization and storage because we have one of the best basins in the world to be able to capture CO2, and we have the expertise. We have the expertise to develop hydrogen, and building out the hydrogen economy, I think, is going to be very important. Uh, British Columbia has already started doing hydrogen filling stations. We would like to be able to accelerate that as well. We uh, noticed with interest that in uh, British Columbia, the BC Premier has announced another LNG approval for Cedars, which I think is a uh, sends a really strong signal about exporting LNG to the world. And I think that will also, through the, um, uh, through the, the various agreements that we've signed internationally, allow Canada to get credit for reducing global emissions. We have just put in place a new regulatory structure for brine-hosted critical minerals like lithium. We know that uh, many of our brines in the, in the province contain lithium, which we can extract, and then that is going to be a central component to batteries, or uh, to batteries, and we also have uh, an immense geothermal potential as well. So when when we talk with the federal government, we talk about the areas of, of common interest. The common interest being that we want to continue to reduce emissions, but we're going to do it in a way that supports our energy sector. And we still have a few things to work out, but as long as we're we're focusing on on those kind of things, I think we can find some areas of common ground. All right. Thanks, everybody. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks, everyone.